This is the Incremental Gains Podcast, helping you to improve on yesterday, every day. This episode is brought to you by Maximum Edge CIC. Maximum Edge CIC works alongside communities to build relationships with people and organisations to identify common concerns and help provide workshops of informal learning, which will help to increase lifestyle management and the development of personal relationships. For more information, go to www.maximumedge.org.uk. This episode today is about self-talk. We all have that voice inside our head that either offers support and praise, but more often than not, offers criticism and negativity. There are various names out there for this little voice. The most common one is ego. Steve Peters would call it the inner chimp. Stephen Pressfield calls it resistance. And Jeff Thompson would call it the shadow. Let's be honest, if you spoke to your friends the way you spoke to yourself, you wouldn't have many. Self-talk manifests itself at different times, when you're under pressure, out of your comfort zone, when you're tired, stressed, and it comes out even in different environments. So where does this self-talk come from? From our thoughts. It comes from the identity we've built up inside our mind, our perception of ourselves. The danger of negative self-talk is it can influence our view of the world, our behaviour, and ultimately, other people's behaviour towards you. Some of these episodes, they're all going to link into each other. A lot of the concepts and ideas we discuss blend into each other. They're all to do with attitude, mindset. Like Bruce Lee said, the medicine for my suffering was inside me all the time. The answers more often than not, it will come from inside your head, inside your mind. Everything stems from the mind. We're not taught about this at an early age. I've got no doubt that if we'd been told about how to deal with self-talk and our emotions, we wouldn't be experiencing the epidemic that we are having in poor mental health now. Every experience you have in your life is represented through your senses. Sight, Sound, smell, touch and taste. You constantly gather all this information using these senses. They create an internal representation in the mind. So that experience can be logged and recalled at a later date. Now it's important to mention at this point that this information, when it's recalled, it isn't entirely accurate. So you're with me so far. Right, so these experiences build up over time and as more and more events get logged, they become your identity, your programming your beliefs, they become your ego, they influence how you see the world. They're also all influences that build into your identity. Your parents' values and beliefs, your friends' values and beliefs, their opinions, the language they use, the environment you live in, books you read, TV you watch and the music you like. All this information morphs and becomes your, becomes your sense of self, your ego. The stories you tell yourself about who you are, some of these stories are brief and inconsequential we look at patterns that help us understand. Other stories carry more consequences and affect how we act or what we tell ourselves in the future and become the lens with which we view the world. Sounds pretty heavy stuff, right? But it's powerful to know that you can change your reality by changing your thoughts and self-talk. Remember earlier when I mentioned the fact that all this information stored when recalled isn't really accurate? It's like there's a glitch in the software. Any new experiences we have get distorted, deleted and generalised to fit in with the stories that we make up. Problem comes when we can't relate to a previous experience 
or we have a negative representation of that experience. For example, we may be out of our comfort zone. We try to recall a past experience. And if it didn't go down well, then that's going to affect our thoughts and our self-talk regarding the present situation we find ourselves in. As we discussed in the anxiety episode, your thoughts affect feelings, which affect physiology, which affect emotions, and ultimately behaviour. So what are you telling yourselves? Remember the thought patterns we mentioned in the last episode? Generalisation, catastrophization, always thinking of the negative, mind reading. We're all guilty of negative self-talk. I know personally my self-talk becomes negative when I begin to get tired. Now, I can become aware of this and I can manage it and put plans in place. Self-talk comes into place when emotions are evoked that challenge your ego. There I'll go again talking about ego. As you will notice, it's important in these first three or four podcasts, the ego plays in part. I remember reading a passage in a book by Kamal Ravakant called Live Your Truth. A fascinating book. And there's a passage that reads, Whatever ego you have developed, look hard at it. You will find aspects that no longer serve you. Strip away the layers, be vulnerable and be open. This really struck a chord with me in my internal self-talk. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about how it affected me in a later episode. I learned that we're not an object or a finished product. We're a process. I'm a different person to the one I was a week ago, almost definitely a year ago, even on a molecular level. I'm not the same as I was yesterday. So what I'm trying to say is don't be afraid to challenge the beliefs and the stories that you've made up in your mind. It's a valuable question to you have once you realise that your ego is just a bunch of stories. Which part doesn't serve you anymore? A few ways we can begin to change our self-talk is firstly to become aware of the voice. As soon as that negative talk gets in your head, a good analogy is to picture a jug of water and someone drops a small dot of ink into it. Now that small dot of ink spreads until the whole jug is black. Well that's what happens when you allow negative thoughts to manifest in the mind. This is the accumulative effect of negative thoughts. We all have negative talk or negative thoughts at one time or another. That's life. But it's how quickly we can change that state and recognise the weather pattern up in the mind that makes all the difference. Now, you may be wondering, whose voice is it? When I talk to myself, is it my voice? Whose voice is it? But Dr. Steve Peters refers to it as our inner chimp in his critically acclaimed book, The Chimp Paradox. And he goes into great detail articulating his theories on ego and the logical and emotional thinking. I highly recommend you read this book if you haven't. It's fantastic. It really goes a long way to understanding the emotional self and the logical self. Start to change your influences. What do you listen to? Who do you listen to? What do you read? It might even sound a bit harsh, but who do you hang around with? What company do you keep? You will take on board other people's negative energy as well. Start to be precious with who you spend your time with and how you spend your time. An interesting exercise to do is to write down a list of all the things you do in a day from the very mundane stuff, i.e. making a cup of coffee, enjoying a light snack, sitting in the garden, all the way up to obviously the tasks that you may find more important certain meetings, then right next to them, if they nourished you as a person, if they made you feel good, or if they depleted you of energy, made you feel bad or indifferent. You can even go as far down as diet. If you had something to eat, how did you feel afterwards? Did it make you feel bloated? Did it make you feel lethargic? Sleeper? You may have had something else to eat, and you were full of energy after it. You can start to question these things and change them. Once you've done this, look at the results and how many things deplete and nourish you. You may be surprised by the results. All these activities will have a profound effect on your self-talk. Start to practice gratitude. How often do you show appreciation for the things you have in your life? Your wife, husband, your kids. Appreciation for your garden. Grateful for your dog. Grateful for hot water. Yeah, it might sound a bit silly, but 
the things we take for granted, instead of acting from a place of entitlement, start to look at things from a place of gratitude. Okay, so you, you could be saying now, well, that's easy for you to say, I'm in a crappy job, I hate it. Well, it's going to take a shift of mindset, a change of perspective. Be grateful for what that job provides you with. Paid work, you may be working towards opportunities to gain full-time permanent employment. Maybe you're just gaining value experience for a certain amount of time so you can move on. What does that job allow you to have? It may provide a roof over your head, otherwise you'll be out on the street. It's enabling you to pay your rent, pay your mortgage, feed your kids, put food on the table. You might be able to go on holiday once a year. It's going to allow you to buy clothes. It might be allowing you to pay for an education, for an online degree. There's always another angle, there's always another way of looking at things. In a previous job that I had, I used to hate absolutely every second of it. The work, the people and the environment. It was only when I learned to change my perspective and look at it from a place of gratitude. In other words, I changed my thoughts and my view of the world, which affected how I behaved and the attitude that I took into work. For one, I, was, I became thankful that I was offered the job in the first place. Me, out of how many people applied for it, got offered the job. Without that job, I wouldn't have been able to meet my mortgage repayments. I wouldn't have been able to relocate back up to the northwest. I had X amount of days of holiday a year. So it would pay for me a holiday. And at the end of the day, the job role was giving me valuable experience in that industry. The role involved a lot of driving. So I used the opportunity to listen to audiobooks and podcasts to educate myself and learn why I was driving. Now, I'm not talking about just accepting and settling for second best. Start to be more, start to be more grateful for what you have. Now, this podcast isn't the place for me to start spouting off my personal beliefs. But I truly believe that you are the energy you put out into the world. You put something positive out there, you'll get something back. Reciprocity. Like I said earlier, we fall into negative self-talk. We all fall into negative self-talk. But it's how quickly we can change state. Even simple things in physiology can make the difference. Quick burst of energy, correcting your posture. Use anchors. An anchor is something that you find value in, that you can assign emotion. So as soon as you become aware of that negative voice creeping in, stop, pause, and use the anchor. It could be a song, a picture, an affirmation, and you're going to use that anchor to change your state. Remember, it's not what happens in life, it's how you react to it that matters. One last thing to remember is although you are carrying around this hard drive, this filtered version of events, you're carrying around your version of reality, the lens through which you see the world. While you're doing this, everybody else sees the world through their own frames of reference too. It's an important thing to be aware of. Without being aware of this, it could bring along a host of problems when dealing with people in general. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Incremental Gains podcast.